What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another installment of Ask PJ Braun here at Blackstone Labs headquarters. Um, I'm just going to be straight up and honest with you guys. After last week's uh, smoke show with Kendra Lust, I just... You just got us hairy fuckers. <laughs> you can't follow that up. Yeah, it's like really hard for us even to like set up and, and do this podcast right now because it's like, man, we're, we're just going to go in there alone and be two dudes. Well, we're going to focus on being serious. Yeah. Right. And um, answering the BPG questions because that's the big thing we have going on right now. True. That's all there is, is BPG questions. I actually have one in my email that I'll get to, too. It's a good one, actually. Um if I was properly prepared, I would have it up already. But somebody asked me this, and I was like, you know what, man? Let me get to this on the podcast instead. And um, their question was, that I've already lost it. I'm still looking for it. <clears throat> Let me enter this question for you. God damn it. Um, okay, here we go. I'm not going to say the person's name. Uh, nope, that's actually not it. <laughs> God damn. You want me to read it to you, or are you, are you going to read it to you? You know what? I saved it, and I don't know where it goes now. Son of a bitch. No! All right, so if I don't find it, I will answer it based on memory. He knows who, it is, who he is. Son of a bitch. Um, anyway, what the question was... Not super annoying. Wow, I'm an idiot. I literally had it just that I was saving it here to do this. And now I don't know where the F it is. Um, you saved it in Gmail? Yeah, it's so fucking weird. Um, I'm sure you didn't like star or flag it on Instagram or something? Because I do that all the time. I could swear I saved some shit on one app and it's actually another app. I read it while um, Don was working on me during my massage. No. Um, that's so weird. Anyway, um, I remember the question for the most part. Nope, here it is. There it is. You tricked me because of the subject line. All right, so the question is, Hi, PJ. Thanks for your cardio sessions you share with us in the morning. I asked a question about anxiety and panic attacks the other day, and it really resonated with me. I was, I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, and it's evolving into slight panic disorder. I'm 30 now, but just decided to see a doctor and see if meds will help. I was always against seeing a psychiatrist. I saw one of the best doctors in New York City. He prescribed me with 0.5 milligrams clonopin two times a day, along with Zoloft, low dose. Starting at 12.5 milligrams and ramping up to 50 milligrams in a few weeks. I know you're not a doctor, and I'm not asking for doctor advice, but I know you suffered like this uh, in the past. So my question is, will the SSRI, Zoloft, really help me? said we will do the SSRI and then hopefully taper off the clonopin. Just want your opinion since you've dealt with this shit before. Would the antidepressant really help with my panic order and generalized anxiety disorder? So here's the deal. I was also, uh, I was also prescribed Zoloft. And I don't remember the dose. Uh, they were prescribed Zoloft and what else at the same time? Clonopin. Is that normal? So, so many... People with anxiety are, are prescribed clonopin now, um, which is interesting because I was well, prescribed. Like any doctor I've ever had, it's like if they start you on one, it's like one. Yeah. Not two. Like that seems a bit extreme. Uh, I feel like we can we can talk about this too. I feel like a lot of doctors just like put you on shit now. Yeah. And, and, and that is just basically like 
all right, here's the Band-Aid for your wound, but not really figuring out why you're fucking bleeding. Excuse my language. So, And, I mean, like, I know the doctors <clears throat> do that, obviously, but still, like, I, I just can't see me going into a, a, an appointment and then coming out and being like, yeah, well, they just prescribed me two antidepressants at the same time. Like, how are you going to know what, what effects you're yeah. having? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So here's the deal. There's a lot of discussion on this. Generalized anxiety disorder, which is what I was prescribed with, or excuse me, which is what I was diagnosed with, is essentially beyond your control, right? So a lot of people are like, well, what's causing your anxiety? And there's actually, if you fall into that spectrum, nothing that's causing it. It's just a bit of a, a chemical imbalance, right? So when they prescribe these SSRIs, that's actually supposed to fix that chemical imbalance. So if I had this chemical imbalance and I started taking that, that medicine, it should have fixed my imbalance, right? But what happened to me is I felt like I wasn't a good version of myself anymore. So if the version of myself that I like has like anxiety problems and shit, but the, the version of myself on that medicine didn't have anxiety, but was really, really mellow. I don't know if that's good. You got to pick the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Way. My dad noticed it, you know, and I told him, I was like, Oh, this medicine's weird. And the way I described it to him, <clears throat> my sister had to go through this also. She has, same issues as me. We're both crazy. So um, the way that I described it to her and, and, and she felt the same way is that I said a plane could like crash right in front of me. And I'd be like, oh, look at that. Yeah, plane crash. Yeah. And I didn't like being like that, you know. So I, I felt like I lost my, my, my killer instinct. Yeah. And um, that maybe I'm supposed to just have like this a anxious nature. It has to be controlled a certain way, which is why I work out and do so much cardio because I keep it all in check that way. So here's what I kind of think. I do think that it's possible that me, you, whoever, have these chemical imbalances that make us just randomly get anxiety. I do think that is possible. But more likely, I think there are underlying psychological issues that perhaps you're just not thinking about at all that are causing this anxiety in a different way. Because... Sure enough, if you if you go to a therapist and you get to the bottom of it, there's going to be some sort of psychological issue that's causing this this trauma, this effect to happen. I, I find it hard to believe that you could take somebody that's got nothing stressful at all, great family life, you know, nothing weird happened in their childhood, went to good college, has a really good job, making plenty of money, totally healthy, everything's going great in a really really good relationship just randomly having panic attacks and anxiety. It just, you just don't really hear stories like that that often. Well, I mean, you hear it more now than you ever did, mm -hmm. but that's also, again, because of the overprescribing and yes. craziness. Also, everybody thinks that they have something now. You know, that's another thing. Um, <clears throat> my whole thing was I didn't want to have anxiety, right? So when I was on medicine, I was very, very bothered by the fact that I had to be you on You had medicine. to be on it, yeah. And I was on medicine for years. I was on Ativan, which... It's really interesting the way they prescribe things because, you know, Xanax, Ativan, Klonopin. When you don't have anxiety, people will take these things and they're like, oh, you know, I take it to sleep or to get fucked up in some way. Although that's not the kind of way like I would want to get fucked up. For me, all it did was make me completely normal. Right. Like I, I used to say to my ex-wife, like, do you think I'm different on Xanax? And she'd be like, no, nah, I actually think you're better. And I would be like, really? And she's like, yeah, you just seem more like chill and like happy and focused and maybe i was but i still hated the fact that i had to take this goddamn medicine right. so to the gentleman who's having the issues here's what i say if you feel okay with who you are 
on Zoloft and you feel like the, the quality of your life is good, you're happy and it's keeping you in check and you have no issues with it, then sure, take it. There's a lot of people that have been taking medicine like that for fucking 20 years, excuse my language. And that's just who they are in life. But if you, if you take it and you feel like it's dulling who you are, it's kind of like buffering who you are, I would get off of it and just deal with anxiety. And the way I, the way I always feel is, so I, I used to keep an, an emergency Xanax with me, right? So I knew, all right, if something really bad happens to me and I start freaking out. You start this, losing it. I this, got an emergency this, this, way This out. pill will fix me. Yeah. And I, I very, like, seldom had to take it. I bring it with me on a plane. I used to drive with one in the car because I, I was that bad. If I had a, a panic attack in the car, it was horrible. I wouldn't even be able to drive. And so, you know, even now I've been holding on to the same quarter of a Xanax for like a fucking year, excuse my language, that I haven't had to take. And um, I've learned how to control my anxiety. So I guess the moral of, of, of the point of my story is, yeah, you can take the medicine for sure. If anything, I, I would rather see you take the clonopin and just friggin' take it if you're getting an anxiety attack, you know? Have it on you. Don't just take it twice a day because he said to take it twice a day if nothing's going on. But I guess on the flip side, if it's if improving your quality of life, then that's what medicine's for, right? I just think that there's a lot of underlying issues that people don't really address, like, oh, it turns out you were molested when you were a kid, or, oh, it turns out that you don't have a job and you can't pay any of your bills. There's something else under there that's causing this to happen. You just may not be thinking about it in that moment. One of the people that work for us, I won't uh, say her name, but it's a female, so you can figure out there's not that many of them in here, went to the doctor because she was having uh, anxiety attacks. She didn't know there were anxiety attacks, but she was. it was during, like, something strenuous, uh, I guess you'll call it like a bout of exercise. She thought she was having a heart issue. She went and got it all checked out, and the guy was like, nope, you are just having anxiety. And she was like, damn, like, how, wh- how am I supposed to fix that? You know, like, And I told her straight up, I said, you know, when I would get my heart rate up real high, whether it was doing something hit that I'm not used to, my, my heart would start going crazy to the point where I would get a panic attack too. And that's just something that, unfortunately, you have to kind of like find a way to get around. Um, and I think more and more people in today's world have these issues more was, and more. I was going to ask, so do you really truly believe that you, um, medicate yourself with cardio? Yeah. So if you don't, when you don't do cardio, your anxiety gets worse. Mm-hmm. So that's, that had a lot to do with why when you were going through the, the alcohol stage, that your anxiety was so fucking high all the time because you, you weren't doing what you would normally no. do to keep it down. I wasn't doing enough to keep myself in check. And I'll tell you. Um, so interesting. That makes so much sense because I never really realized that you really do use cardio as a way to stop yourself from freaking out throughout the rest of the day. So here's something interesting that I never even thought about until much later also is that one of the things that used to fix my panic attacks is I would just go walk, which is essentially cardio, right? Like if I was starting to get really bad anxiety and I would feel like a panic attack coming on, I'd grab like a Gatorade and just head out and just start walking or I'd walk in circles like around wherever I was, which is essentially cardio. So, um, and I, in my head, I would just be like, walk it off, walk it off, walk it off. And it would go, it would go away. Um, it's just like when Tara was freaking out thinking that she had a brain tumor and I told her for two weeks that she didn't have a brain tumor. And then she went to the hospital and we sat in the emergency room for like three hours and the doctor came in and was like, tell me your symptoms. We told him all these crazy symptoms. Her, her left arm was numb, her right ear. She couldn't hear out of, she was tingling from her, her head to her toes on the left side, like all this. And the doctor like looked at me and he was like, 
she has anxiety. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, true. So there's nothing we can do. He's like, I'm not prescribing her anything. Nope. And I was like, really? So what am I supposed to do? He's like, she just needs to chill. <laughs> and I was like, true. Yeah. Well, could you tell her that for me? And then sure enough, she went home and I was just like, look, like he said, he's not going to prescribe you anything because you don't have anything wrong with you except for you're freaking out. Mm-hmm. And you just have to like literally like chill, chill out about whatever you're anxious about. And sure enough, a couple of days later, she like comes over to me and she's like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> not not a brain tumor. <laughs> yeah, it happens, dude. Your anxiety is crazy. Your brain like, can do anything. Dude, look at Dane. He thinks he's allergic to water. Exactly. He so, actually believes, and I love him. He's not going to listen to this, so I can say this. He truly believes that he's allergic to water. And he found a fucking idiot doctor, or either that or a, or a brilliant. Or a genius. A brilliant doctor that found one of the 10 people in the, wor- in the world. What if it's less than 10? What if it's it's like- called aqua... It's called aqua uh, degenerosis, I believe. Okay, so so now let's let's think about it. AKA like anxiety. Let's think about it like this: <laughs> if ten people on the planet had some disease or symptom or something that made their quality of life extremely unbearable to live, mm-hmm. probably less and less and less research all the time is going to be done for that because there's only ten people. Only ten people, right? Exactly. Out of what are we at? Eight billion, ten mil- billion, now? right? So you would think yeah. like there's going to be less research for it, but then flip side, like there's things out there like cancer and like other diseases that like literally millions of people have but we're like no we just don't have the cure we've done billions of dollars of testing on Mm -hmm. this we just don't have a cure for it so like (laughs) what end of the spectrum do you want to be on (laughs) if you actually are allergic to water do you want to be the guy that's like one out of three people are allergic to water or do you want to be the guy that's like nobody but you is allergic to water either way you're fucked i think it's great that (laughs) that like the doctor just went along with it I think that's the best part about it. Like, without is, is without segueing too far into this, like the doctor that that day, like in his head, came up with that. He was like, "You have aquagenoporosis. I've researched this before. Aquagenoporosis. Yeah. <laughs> it's something like that's that's like along like the name of what of what it's called, something like that. It's also that that name for that ailment is actually the same way that you use water to start a car. <laughs> if you just break that down in chemical format and, and break down the equation, he, he is allergic. To essentially what three quarters of his body is. How about that? I wonder if like the allergy is affecting him on the inside. I was just gonna say that. Like, is it I was gonna say, could, could you imagine being allergic to your own ha- hair? <laughs> my head's just really itchy all the time because I'm allergic to my hair. <laughs> it's funny that he was able to like keep it in check, but he can only take very fast showers. He can't really like swim. No swimming. No. The pool party was the best. I've never seen somebody look at him, look at another human being like they were such a scumbag. <laughs> you came to a pool party, you're allergic to water. What a dick. So there you go. Right. <clears throat> I answer. think I answered it. Um, so this first one says, good morning, PJ. So I've been searching for an MK677 product since Blackstone Labs MK Ultra was discontinued. I finally found two brands that sell it and was wondering if you could suggest one over the other for me. The two products are, and thank you so much for your help. Um, oh, well, um, I have not tried either of them. However, I am familiar with muscle gels, so I would say, suggest trying that one. Hmm. All right. Have you seen uh, Shaun of the Dead? Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Bro, so that's like one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. 
And good movie. The guy. Let me just see if this needs to stay anonymous. No. So his name is Paul Winchester. Okay. And like, wasn't one of their names Paul? And then they were trying to get to the Winchester. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's funny. I'm almost positive. Maybe I'm wrong. Paul of Correction. Uh, Hope you had a good news. So what is he asking me? I'm. I think. Sean of the Dead. (laughs) I plan on pushing myself harder this year. My question is, what workout split would you recommend for an advanced natural lifter? I currently follow three full body workouts a week. Typically, I stick to compound lifts and throw in two isolation exercises for arms and use progressive overload for the weight. I'm looking to add more muscle and strength and then cut down to reveal my muscle. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. All the best. Paul of Attraction. I, I, based on the way I'm comprehending that, I definitely wouldn't be doing what you're doing now. So you're doing your whole body every time? No. No, 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 no. Three full body workouts a week. Yeah, definitely not. So you're, I, I'm excited to see the results you make when you start training the right way because that is the last way that I would do it. So I would do one body part a week. And I would try to get in the gym five times a week would be, I think, ideal. And you would have a chest day, a back day, a legs day, a shoulders day, and an arm day. And then just start over again whenever you can get back in there again. Pretty basic. I would say maybe like 12 total sets. You pick maybe three or four exercises and then do three or four sets per exercise. I think as a natural lifter, stick to the 10, 12 rep range, as they've always said for years. I think you'll be... Great. I don't think that will be overtraining. I don't think it will be undertraining. I think that will be perfect for you. So, like, my first year of lifting, I was just, like, I was so skinny, and I was so convinced that I was so far behind where I should be for my age that I was like, I need to go in, and I need to do a full-body workout every single day. (laughs) And I shit you not, I went in and did a full-body workout every day or at least six days a week for at least eight months. Wow. At least eight months. What kind of uh, results did you get? They were actually really good. Mm. But I kind of feel like that may have, I was going to ask you, may have attributed to why, like, my body is the way it is as far as, like, training goes. Is it because, like, I just started that way and it was like, oh, this is what this asshole's doing? Nah, that's <laughs> genetics. I mean, when I, was, when I first started lifting, I was benching, like, every other day. You know? Right. So I was going to say, like, if you just train in a way that's not necessarily productive... When you're young, you can get away with, with anything. And you'll actually get results when you're young from anything, too. You so know? That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm thinking is that just because I actually was really so far behind, like I thought that like doing anything was putting me in a better spot. So I get that. I was like that, though, because I was like way weaker than everybody. And in football, you know, bench is one of those key exercises. We're like squatting and benching and military pressing. So I just did those exercises all the time thinking I got to get better in these exercises. Got to get them primaries up. Yeah. This next one says, PJ, brother, your podcast is awesome, man. As a trucker, I listen to every episode while on the road. A trucker? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Woo! Also, first company that I completely back and tell all my friends about no matter what they are looking for. Keep making fucking awesome products. Thank you. No shame in my question, so here it is. My question is, deck a dick. The truth and myth about it. What causes it? If you have dick a dick, (laughs) deck a dick, how to get past it, or is it permanent? Thanks, brother. So DECA is a 19-nor ester, and the 19-nor ester group 
of hormones. Everything always starts from testosterone, and then it's a matter of where they go with it, right? So this 19 norester, the only way to get around that is you've got to have way more just straight testosterone present to combat it. So I always say a two-to-one ratio should really help out. So let's say you're doing 300 milligrams of DECA, you're going to need to have 600 milligrams of test. If you're doing 600 milligrams of DECA, you're going to need 1,200 milligrams of test to be normal where you're you're at. So I think when you do that, for the most part, you can kind of counteract this whole DECA dick thing. But what I think really happens is you're suppressing testosterone too much, and that's why that happens. So I don't think that it's like any like thing specifically about DECA. I think there's other ways that you could do that as well. That's just the only hormone that's strong enough to put you in that position that you feel that way. I think if you probably did like a lot of primabolin, you would probably get like primabolin dick. You know what I mean? Because it's just because of the dosing of DECA yeah. Like so nobody common. really does this with other things like i think it was common to just take a lot of prima bowling you'd probably hear people say like oh i got prima bowling dick but p- people love deca they think it's like this magic thing so they all take deca and they're like oh no i have deca dick and i used to get some deca dick also myself and it was annoying but i was also somebody that tried everything early and i knew not to do it yeah i think <laughs> that like the most deca i had ever done is 600 milligrams and i think at that dose I probably had a little bit of, of DECA dick, but I never really went that high. So if you do like 200 milligrams of DECA and you're on four or 500 milligrams of test, you're not going to have issues fine. like that. You're not. I don't know. I've never had DECA dick, and I did, I think, six or 700. And I like literally have never had any. any How much uh, tests were you doing? Um, I think I think when I was doing the first time I did 600, I think I was doing 600 tests or 700 tests. Hmm. So it was like matching it. Yeah. But like because that, that just what is what made sense to me. Um, Do you know if you were definitely doing real DECA? I'm pretty sure I was. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, it was like early on. Yeah. So I couldn't, who, like you said, I could have been taking pretty much anything. I would have gotten results. Uh, DECA makes me watery. It's one thing nothing I don't like about it. Watery. No, nothing makes I, me watery. But I got, dude, if you could have seen the change that the first cycle that I did, mm-hmm. which was just test DECA and D ball, how watery I got. My <laughs> whole body was just a, a, I didn't, a water drop. <laughs> my whole body, my face, everything. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't love DECA anyway, but I think, guys, a lot of you are doing too much DECA. So stick to two, three, at the most, 400 milligrams. And if you're doing 400 milligrams, you should be doing a decent amount of tests, and you're not going to have those issues. It's, I think people do too much in too short of a period of time. Yep. They should do less for longer. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a big mistake. People are like, oh, I'm going to run eight weeks or even 10 weeks, and that's not the way to do it. If you're going to run something like DECA, 10, 12 weeks should be the minimum that you do it, and you're really going to want to just do two, 300 milligrams a week. People don't even know, like uh, most people that I've talked to about this compound don't even know that it can stay in your system up to a year. Yep. Nobody does it right. I mean, a lot of people are are trying to come on and off too much as bodybuilders anyway. If you're trying to like go somewhere with your bodybuilding, you should be on for a long time. You need to be on for a year at least. You know, I was on for five fucking years, excuse my language at one point, without coming off when I was really, really trying to push my bodybuilding because I was going to come off and go backwards with my progress. And I'm correct in thinking that, like, literally one injection of DECA is detectable in your system for over a year. Yeah, depending on how, like, unlucky and lucky you are. But, right. yeah, by, in theory, then, yes. But, I mean, like, whether it's, like, lucky or unlucky, it, it, it goes to say that, like, 
in some individuals, whether it be more or less than half of them, it stays in your system for a fucking year. Mm -hmm. That means it's doing something yeah. for a year. Absolutely. Like, so what's the point in blasting your system with this shit that's going to make your dick soft and then not give you the results you're looking for when you could like essentially cruise on it yeah. and get good results and not soften your dick? Yep. Like, I mean, I had a doctor that was like, listen, you know, your joints are hurting really bad. I want you to take a little bit of DECA. I didn't notice anything bad when I was doing it. True. So. Hmm. Next one says, hey, guys, love the podcast and what you guys are doing with it. My question is on tanning. I usually tan three times a week in a tanning bed for about 12 minutes. <clears throat> Being Italian, it's illegal to be pale at any point. Hmm. Was wondering how unhealthy it truly is. I hear it's not really that bad, but I also hear that it's absolutely terrible. Thanks again, guys. P.S. Have been using Trojan Horse and seeing fantastic results. Best brand around, hands down. Instagram. G-A-Q-U-I-L-I-N-O-59. So here's the deal. Some of these new beds are designed to give you way less of, like, the cancer-stimulating rays. Um, and that's good. That just know? sounds funny. The new stuff that we're doing is designed to give you less cancer than the <laughs> old stuff that we're doing. Because the old stuff was just straight UV, like, We're still giving is. you cancer. We're, we're just giving you. you less of it. Yeah, they're going to give you less of it. So. <laughs> Rest assured that you're going to get less cancer nowadays when you're tanning. Um, I love it. You, you, you are increasing your risk, of course, by being in UV light. So it does increase your chances. How much is really kind of like un unknown, you know? It's, yeah. There are people that can get skin cancer from being out in the sun just a little bit. And there are people that will be out in the sun every day until they're crispy and not have issues. Um, really, people with olive skin get it more. But I also think that's because... People that are light skinned, pale skinned, are are usually better about having SPF and shit like that out on the sun. So I don't, I don't think just because you have olive skin means you're no. gonna get skin cancer. No, and but again, you know, that's just like the last thing we were talking about, like with how Deco would be in your system for a certain period of time. Like each person's gonna be different. Like you could be out in the sun all day, every day, and never get skin cancer. Somebody else could be out there with you at the same period of time and get a little bit of skin yep. cancer. And then somebody who's, like, never out in the sun could be ridden with it. My like, grandpa got skin cancer a couple times on yeah. his face, on his fucking face, excuse my language, and he never wanted to go out in the sun. That's what I'm saying. So It's just, like, a uh, something to blame it on if it happens. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you're going to get some form of cancer no matter what, no matter how long you're around for. Yeah. The key is to not getting it until you're much older. Right. Um I have a very bad headache right now. Do you? Yeah, it's it irritating me. I'm, I don't know. If, by the time that the Kratom does anything, we're probably going to be done. But hmm. um, I should have took some Advil before I came in here. It's like right here. Do you want me to go grab you some? Uh, we're already into it. All right, next one says, <sighs> what's going on, guys? I'm very excited. I entered the Beat PJ and really hope to place somewhere. It just makes working out and sticking to a goal just that much easier. Anyways, I'm trying to gain some weight. I'm taking double Brutal Force, double Abnormal, and double Methaquad as well. Wow. As well as Halo Elite, three pills of Eradicate, and Entice. Hmm. I personally think this, this stack is the tits. <laughs> My question is this. I can't seem to eat more than 3,000 calories. My macro list is about 100 grams of fat, 430 carbs, and about 200 grams of protein. Honestly, this feels good for me. I'm never hungry, and I also don't feel like I'm just trying to shovel spoonfuls of shit into myself. A lot of calculators out there say that I need to eat more, and I'm currently 206. I'm trying to... I'm trying to get as high as I can go with this stack. If I see 220, I'll be flabbergasted. I know generic numbers are just that, generic. However, I want to know what your thoughts are on the matter. I lift four days a week and do cardio three to four days a week. This is one of those things that I'm, I think I'm overthinking, but I would honestly love to hear your opinion. 
It feels good to me, but what do you think? Are my numbers good enough, or do I need to stack on some more food? Sincerely, Benny. Here are two photo photos, by the way, so you can see me. First is my beat PJ photo and what the getting lazy for the holidays does to me. And the second is what I look like after a solid few months of work, just so you can see what I look like. Alrighty. I mean, it sounds like you had a good grasp on what you're doing. Yeah. So first P first is his uh, starting BPJ. Okay. And then second is after some work. All right, a lot leaner. He is trying to get as big as he can, I assume, right? I That's what he said. He's trying to get as big as possible. Yeah. I mean, if you're, I don't think that your body fat is, is out of hand by any, any means. Um, but if, 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 if it's a matter of not being able to eat enough calories, just got to dirty it up a little bit. Go to Wendy's, you know? Yeah, boy. Just dirty it up a little bit. Nothing wrong with that. Next one says, hey, guys, I understand that you are more interested in personal questions as understandably all the fitness stuff can get repetitive. So I have a problem I would like to get your opinion on. As the nature of the question, I'm going to be vague. I am a 20 to 25-year-old male in a serious relationship with my girlfriend. The problem is our sex life is incredibly unfulfilling. We have uh. sex regularly about four or five times a week, and often it is the same. She really only enjoys missionary and cowgirl, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it that she, she likes to get down close to me. Personally, I would like to try anything and everything under the sun. <laughs> Group sex, anal, anything other than two goddamn sex positions. Wow. I spend all day at Group work. Group sex. <laughs> I spend all day at work fantasizing about fucking other girls. Oh, no. And sometimes, even if I am incredibly horny, horny I don't want to have sex with my girlfriend because I know it will be boring. Oh, no. By now, you guys must be thinking, just break up with her. And yes, I understand your thoughts, but I love this girl. Aww. I can't think of any other problems in the relationship other than that. Spending time with her is a gift. I have talked about her, talked to her about wanting to try more things, and she has unenthusiastically agreed to doggy style. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. This is amazing. <laughs> the unenthusiastic doggy style agreeal is just like wow. Not not very adventurous, but it's a start. <laughs> my dear is that she is always she will always be like this. Oh, I think it mean, he means my fear, my fear is yeah. that she will always be like this, and I will never be able to have the sexual experiences I want in life. I, also, I have also stopped watching porn and jacking off to try to improve my perception of the situation. This is a big deal as I would normally watch porn and jack off every single day without fail. Mm -hmm. I have not talked to my friends as they don't have the life experiences to help me enough here. I appreciate you guys from taking the time to answer all the Blackstone followers' questions, and I am a loyal advocate of Blackstone's products. You guys rock. Holy fucking that, shit. That is a... Uh, Bro, I, I have to applaud you on the fact that you're just a good dude. Yeah. Like, you are. Holy fucking you are a really shit, good dude. Bro. You're a good guy. Like, man. You could have threw all that that good away too by attaching pictures of her. That I want to send him some entice, but I don't know if that'll help. Um, we should send them both entice. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely send her a bottle too. This is a very like. This is a, there's a lot involved in this. But don't tell her that you asked this question to us when you give her the entice, because then she's gonna be pissed. <laughs> yeah. If she said Absolutely. unenthusiastic to doggy, she's not going to like that you asked this question. So keep oh, this man. Are you giving her orgasms? I need to know that, too, because if she's not climaxing, that could be an issue because yeah. that, that could be making her bored. Yeah. Or, or he's not tuning into her needs enough. And he's just, like, trying to get in, like, a wild gorilla. Yeah. So what I think that you should do is there's a number of things that you can do that may or may not work. 
So what I think that you got to do is just tell her the truth and it's going to fuck her head up the first time. But that's what you got to do to women. You got to fuck their heads up. I've been mastering this skill forever, mastering fucking their heads up. And that's how you win with them. It could be the littlest thing. We had a girl. I'm not going to say her name. Uh, and if she listens to this, she's gonna, she'll even come on and say that I'm true with this, that a beautiful, beautiful, raven haired goddess, I will call her. This question like took it out of me. Yeah, it, I know. I'm 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 segueing into hair color right now. So, a beautiful raven-haired goddess, and we set up a photo shoot for her, and I was like, "God, you're so beautiful, your jet black hair, and this and that." And then she showed up at the photo shoot with blonde hair, and when I opened the door, I was like, "What the fuck?" And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Why is your hair like that?" And she was like, "You don't like it?" And I was like, "No." So most guys would be like, yeah, I do still like it. But I just right up right out the gate, I fucked her head up. Right. And so now because of that, I gave her a complex. And so there's a few things that happen for starters. She fell in love with me because that's what happens when you give a girl a complex like that. Uh, and if she's listening to this, you know, I'm right. Um, and then she, she, she got insecure, went home, addressed the problem, got her hair back to normal and then felt amazing about herself. And then went did more photo shoots that she then liked better. Addressed the problem. Yes, address the problem. So, <laughs> now this is just her fucking hair color. So imagine if I was like, listen, here's the deal. No, I agree. I think she's way better with black hair. Okay, so so I was right. Way, and I like blondes. Now imagine, blondes ma- imagine though, if I was like, listen, here's the deal. You you're just not good at sex. Like that would fuck her or any other girl's head up. So, what could happen with this? <laughs> Is you could give this girl a really, really bad complex depending on how you speak to her about this. Or good. Well, what has to happen is there's got to be a discussion. Because women, everyone, not just women, but more so women, are all about communication, right? How many times have you heard girls be like, we have such great communication or we have terrible communication, right? And that's like problems in their relationships. Oh, the communication. Even like me and Marissa, like sometimes she's like, you're not like communicating with me properly. I'm like, I don't want to talk. <laughs> but like, that's what it's all about for women. So you've got to have a talk with her and you got to communicate. And what I would start is, is like, like, I want to know, like, do you think about sex? Do you masturbate? Tell me these things, babe. I want to know, like, what do you think about what turns you on? You got to get it out of her. If she's just like nothing, I don't at all. I'm asexual. Then, then you're, you're in a, in a, in a really tough spot, but yeah. Every girl's got some sort of fantasy. Maybe she wants you to dress up as fucking Spider-Man and like climb in through the window or something, you know? Shoot her with some silly string when you get in. That's a little weird. But if she wanted you to, I bet you you would do it because you just want to spice things up. So you got to figure out what she likes. Now, I think that there's going to be some sort of conversation where you're just going to be like, listen, here's the deal. I would like to, to bust out my laptop and show you the kind of things that I'm into. Save the really, really, really weird stuff for another time, but get her into seeing just like some kind of like different porn, like girls getting like wrecked in different positions that you guys may have fun in and let her know like this, this really, really turns me on. How do you feel about any of this stuff? Maybe you get her to watch it with you. Like I don't watch porn with Marissa. I did not watch porn with the one that shall not be named. I did not watch porn w- with Celeste. Um, I was gonna make some jokes, but I'm not. Gonna. <laughs> I was gonna make some brother sister jokes on that one, but I don't want to get too inappropriate. No, because you'll just end up getting sued. Yeah, I've been sued enough times. Won the last one though. Hello. Yeah. Oh shit. Um, what you think about that? I did though. I did date a girl named uh, Fuck It, and I'm gonna t- put her out there because I think she listens to me. Oh stuff. damn. Named uh, Odette Madeira. Oh. And she actually liked to watch porno with me. And the funny thing is, I actually had a conversation with her recently, and she goes, did you fuck Kendra Lust? And I said, nope. 
And she said, why not? You should have told her yes and like been like, yep, it was awesome for I a little have. bit. And then be like, nah, I wish. Um, <laughs> that same girl fucked with me real bad that one time. So she was like, I want to watch like like a, a porno scene with you. Like, like put on something that you really oh, like. Oh, you told me that. And so I put it on and, and she was like, fuck me the way that guy is fucking that girl. So I was like, put her in the same position. And we were like basically like living the scene. Yeah. And she was like, you like that? And I was like, yeah, I do. And she was like, well, keep fucking me just like he's fucking her. Grab my hair the way he is. And I was like, just doing it just like that. And then finally she was like you want to fuck that girl and i was like what, what? <laughs> hey, hey. and she was like you like that more is that what you fucking like and i was like oh, i was just doing what you told me it to do good, but no no stop <laughs> and she like fucked me up after that so. i do like it <laughs> <laughs> um but i have a feeling i think that you're going to be with me on this one that you guys are probably very young yeah. i have a hunch that this girl's very young yeah and she hasn't gotten her weird cherry i've got nothing yet. but bad news for you just to let you know I so my prediction here mm-hmm. is that probably she probably feels like really secure in the relationship, mm-hmm. and they're young. Yep, and so she doesn't really feel like she has to do anything. No, I agree. I and, just definitely agree. And so, like, if she's not really into it, she's not going to do anything like mm-hmm. really more wild. But he but may just have you, to spring it on her. If you break up with her, she's going to go and bang everybody. Yeah, that's what fucking happens. It's the worst. <laughs> Girls are so ridiculous with They're that, They're so too. fucking... She's not even going to enjoy it or nope. want to, but she's going to fuck at nope. least 10 of your friends. Yep. They're not your real friends. Nope. But they're in your circle. Yep. And you're like, really, Jimmy from the gym? <laughs> damn it. Fuck, and the guy at the desk? Oh, God, I hate the way that guy dresses. Tag team yeah, you? it's always going to be something like uh, that. He has a hair, a horrible haircut. Why? Yeah, exactly. Like his biceps are only fourteen. <laughs> That's what always what fucking fuck? happens. I had, had a girl. This is so fucking funny. Rocking 18s. was so mad over whatever I did to her when we broke up that she went and pierced her clit, thinking that was like a revenge move, and desensitized her clit forever, and then got mad at me for it. I had a girlfriend that when we broke up, she went and got her nipples pierced just because she knew I wanted her to get her nipples pierced. And then the next time we had sex after that, I was like, you went and got your fucking tits pierced? <laughs> and you haven't been letting me bang you this whole time? What the fuck? Oh, uh, I haven't seen a pierced nipple in a long time. In real life. In real life. So, you know, here's the deal. She's probably young. She's got to get some of these life experiences. Start really doing shit to her, though. Just, like, yeah. start... Go down Stick on her, eat her out, butt. get into her butt. I was just going to say, that's good advice on, on on Josh. And if she doesn't like it, you got to be, like, sneaky with it. Don't just yeah. jam it in there. Lick no. it, eat it, massage it a little bit. Sliding just start slow. doing shit to her yeah. and figure out what she'll let you do. Because a lot of it is a, is a give and take of what she's going to let you do. Really, it all comes down to the orgasm thing. Because yeah. if she's not having orgasms, you are f- No, because then she's just having sex. So, that's and, all it is. And if but if you might be in luck there because if she's not having orgasms and she's still fucking you four to five times a week, that means that she really just loves you too and she's just trying to make you happy. Mm-hmm. So if she just loves you too Absolutely. and she's just trying to make you happy yep. and you're not making her come, you just got to figure that out and then she'll unlock and, like a and fucking And but that key. comes down to all she's doing is having sex. So to a guy, you'd be like, yeah, I'm fucking having sex. But to a girl, girls are so much different than guys. A girl can get like wet fairly easy, right? Right. And then you're inside her, and she's just having sex. She's not making love. She's not fucking. She's just having sex. So she loves you, and you're gonna be like, "All right, we're gonna do it now, missionary." Now, then she's just having sex with you for the sake of having sex. Probably feels the same from start to finish. Yep. Eh, It's not so bad. We love each other. Cool. This is what we do, right? She's happy with everything else. So you've got to find a way to rock her world. Yep. And usually, once you rock a girl's world. A lot of different doors open. You might you might stick it in her butt, and she might really like that. That might 
that might uh, unlock it. Listen, she might say she doesn't like it until you do it, <laughs> and then once you do it, she'll be like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you this. I think you'll agree with, with this. I'm just making me laugh because it's like. I love this question. I'm thinking about like life experiences with this one, but I'll tell you this. And any girl that says I'm, I'm wrong here is fucking lying. Liar. The key to, to, to really like rocking our girl's world is you, you honestly, you have to like rail them. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of dudes don't do that. No. A lot of guys don't do that. So if you have not like railed her, like I'm talking just wound up if you and fucking not, try to put it through her. Yeah, if you've not intentionally tried to inflict pain on her with your penis... You need to start. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's going to hurt you, too. It's going to hurt you a lot. <laughs> but I'm really going to like watching your you, face. No, you really do. <laughs> like, every now and then I'll meet a girl that's like, oh, I don't like big guys like you. And I'm like, oh, you have never gotten railed before. No, yeah. And, and I, they'll be like, what the fuck do you know about me? And I'll be like, I know that you haven't got railed because if you did, you'd want me to rail you. I remember. Because I'm going to rail you better than that little guy. Like, I, I lost my virginity at a young age. So I remember, like, when I was fucking girls in school, um... That, like, you know, the first couple girls I had sex with, I was like, oh, this is so, like, lovey and romantic. Yes. And, oh, my God. I'm going to flap these. around and kiss you. Ooh, flap around a little bit. <laughs> and then you get to a point where you're like, those fucking bitches broke my heart. And I'm just, like, really angry with my dick now. And you just, like, angry. I fucking fuck. hate you. you ang- the first girl that you angry fuck in high school, she's going to love you forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. You can hit her up at 32. I'm not even there yeah. yet. But I know you can hit her up at 32. She's going to be there. Yep. It's true. <laughs> Ready for that. If you rail round. a chick the right way, they're always gonna love you. That's just part of part of life. And you and you cannot get that without the angry fucking. Yep. So if you haven't fucked her angry yet, that means she really loves you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you angry fuck her, she's never gonna be able. Dude, to that's why people like makeup sex so much because it's always an angry fuck. Yep. Nobody on ever's makeup sex that's like slow and passionate. Like I'm sorry that we're mad. It starts off that way, and then you're like, don't and fucking you, do that again, like, <laughs> bitch. No. Um, but yeah, you got an angry fucker and then for sure do the porn thing. I think because like me and Tara love watching porn. So I, other girlfriends I've had would be like, no, that's weird. I, I think that I don't do the porn thing like with Marissa or like most of the recent girls simply because, well, there's probably a few reasons, but I am like way too into porn. So like. I'm going to throw on a porn scene, and I'm going to be like, this actress started in 1997, <laughs> and this was her fourth scene. You start going over her yeah, baseball card Yeah, it'll ruin stats. it all. It'll ruin it all. Um, I'll be like, if you like this scene, I can show you like nine more scenes. Uh, do you want to see her anal scenes? Do you want to see her DP scenes? Marissa's like, how do you know her birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Who was I? I? I think it might have been might have been Celeste that was like, why do you know like all their names and like so much about them? I'm like, well, we're friends. <laughs> In my in my mind, I, I view us all as friends. You're like, I really support their work. Yeah, I, I do. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, here's bullet points are you got to get her to come. You got to angry fucker. Try a little bit of porn. Uh, eat her butt a little bit. Eat her butt. Maybe go and get one of those like sneaky pocket vibrators and keep that shit hidden like under the pillow. And then when you're fucking her, just vibrate the shit out of her clit. Well, that, I'm glad that you said the vibrator thing because I'm going to give you a very, 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 very good piece of advice is I have found that women who masturbate are, are also way more into sex than women that don't. Cause they're like, Oh, I know how to make myself feel really good. And if, if she has not decided to, cause there's a lot of younger girls that are like, Oh, I don't do that. Right. If she hasn't explored herself and figures out like, like what to do with her parts to make herself feel really good. She's not going to feel the same way about sex. Like all women, ladies, if you're listening to this, 
should figure out their spots, like what works good. Guys, we're all the fucking same. It's like, jerk me off at the top of my dick until the cum comes out, you know? <laughs> no one's ever like, hey, just keep pulling on my balls until I come. <laughs> Twist my balls around. It's the same shit. Just grab the top of my dick, go like that to it, and I'm going to come. So oh. girls are different. Some girls need more, like, clitoral stimulation. Some like the penetration. Some want both. Yeah. Some need something that vibrates 10,000 times a second on it, you know? If that's the case, you know, we, like we talked about with, with Kendra, with girls that have to use the Tachi, you got to figure out what it's going to take to get her off. She, she needs to encourage her to do it, you know, not to be embarrassed. You know what I used to do? I have had some girls that were sucky in bed, but I liked them a lot, or, or I was really attracted to them. But they suck. So I was like, oh, I don't want to give this up because they're really pretty type of thing. What I would do with those kind of girls is I think a lot of the fellas have been there before. This is a situation that works for everybody is. You tie them up. I would. <laughs> yes. Um, I would tell them to touch themselves. And they start touching themselves while you're fucking them. And then you get to see what she likes. And she's actually going to touch herself in a way that makes her feel good. And don't let her get shy about it, too. Just, like, if she does it for a second and stops, just be like, no, no, I want you to keep on touching yourself. Yeah. Get your girl to touch herself and figure out what she likes. So she, she's probably got a psychological, like, block on it yeah I, I just bet you this girl is not even coming right you yeah know? i feel like that could be like a huge part of it so you got to get that down i mean that's number because one because coming is 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 like what it's all about yeah you know? if you're not coming you're not fucking no exactly. um you're and, just, you're just, and you're just having sex and you definitely don't want to do anything more than missionary and doggy sounds like a pain in the ass if you're not coming for sure um but like if if your girl is is masturbating herself she's only going to be more horny for you yes it's not, it can never do Because girls bad. are very, like, mental, and she's probably masturbating, thinking about, like... And then she sees you later, yes. and she's like, oh, I really want to do yeah. that shit with him. Like, girls aren't, aren't, aren't the same, like, visual. Like, guys are very visual. Like, I can't think about shit and masturbate. Some guys can. Oh. I can't be like, oh, I thought about this girl, and oh, I, I was imagining what we were doing. I could if I had to. Like, I suppose if I was locked up in jail, that'd be what I would be doing. I can't even fucking masturbate to anything that's not 4K. <laughs> 60 frames per second is where it's really at when you're That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you got if you some... haven't gotten into it, guys, when you type in the search on, on, on Pornhub, type in 60, the letter 60, space, FPS, and that is where the really, really good shit is at. And just if you don't do this already, just go right now to Walmart, buy one of those smart TVs in 4K that they have for like mm -hmm. 300 bucks. Go get a $300 4K smart TV, go onto Pornhub, and thank me later. It's the best thing ever. We could go on with this one for a while. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll move on. Thank you for here. that question, by the we way. We really appreciate this one. Um, I like that at the end it says insert pseudonym here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, hit us back and we'll send you some entice, too. Uh, uh, yeah. Give, a, give me your address and we'll send you guys both. Some entice for sure. Yeah. For sure. Because there's no, no reason why somebody your age shouldn't be fucking like rabbits. Yeah. That's the thing, though. Like... At different points in life, it's, like, more fair to be a guy and more fair to be a girl. But, like, if you're young, healthy, or if you're on testosterone, you're just going to, like, be able to blow loads at will for the most part, right? And you're going to want to keep on blowing loads at will. And you don't want to be, like, he seems like a good guy because he cares yeah. a lot about his girl. So you don't want to be all one-sided in it either. You don't want to be like, I just want her to do these different positions so I can have more fun. Yeah, if he's horny enough that he wrote into a podcast yeah. to be like, I really just want to have fucking group sex and fuck a bunch of other girls. I, and I would like to hang out with him personally. I think that we would have fun. Based he's on like, this is fucking bullshit, but I love my girlfriend so much <laughs> I can't fucking cheat on her. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. 
<laughs> very good very good next one says hey guys i'm enjoying all the great content via instagram and youtube knowledge honesty and humor a winning combination pj your candor on the industry and more surprisingly your personal life is above reproach and is much appreciated thank you i am new to the blackstone line of supplements i'm 44 and haven't listed lifted for 10 years although i obviously would benefit from trt i'm back in school and won't have insurance to cover that until i return to the job market next year I have joined the hashtag BeatPJ2019 challenge in hopes of removing a decade's worth of rust and beer, (laughs) regain a piece of my youth by reshaping my body and falling in love with the iron again to move forward. I purchased the hardcore stack, muscle boy call center stack, and the fat loss stack. Wow. My question is, due to fund allocations and lack of knowledge, I was going to pull out the Recomp RX and Halo Elite and use those in the final four weeks with the PCT5 and Viper, Viper X and Trojan Horse. I also I want to finish strong. First eight weeks will be a combo of the first two bulking stacks. So in summation, would these two respective compounds be best utilized in the final four weeks or during the first eight? I would do the recomp in the first eight and then save the halo for, for the, the, the second half, and I would die it hard. I would die it hard with, with the Trojan, Viper, and Halo because yeah. the Halo will help you push through your workouts. But I would add the recomp in the beginning where there's a lot of transformation going on, size, and getting leaner together. I would add, add it in there. Um, good question, though. Smart question. Um, he says, I'm currently 5'10", 245 pounds with a substantial midsection. I was sent the muscle building diet and have been following that for a week with the exception of Formula 19, which I plan to buy soon. I have two bottles of Glycolog as well. I was Good. going to gauge my progress and adjust fire, diet, slash cardio from there. Sorry for the wordiness. Thanks again for the motivation and keep it up. P.S. PJ, put some carpet over that crack. Sell the house. Just kidding. Hope it sells for you soon. <laughs> Thank you, man. It's so fucking stressful. I appreciate that, though. Excuse my language. Hey, you know what? Back to that last question. Uh, the one before that one, Eric, that we should absolutely you do something clickbait with that question. Cause that was, that was a very good, it was a great question. Yeah. That I was like a good, it. if you want to like tell somebody about this podcast other than the fucking same shit we always talk about, I think that would be a good one. Yeah. Life advice about not cheating on your girl and fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I think most dudes would have just been like, yo, go cheat on her. Yeah. Like, they were like, like ah, she girl. sucks. Yeah. Fuck He's her. a good dude though. Yep, and we're both good dudes. It came so. to the right place. It came to the right fucking place. Two dog. good dudes. A couple of good guys. says, I'm enjoying all of the great content. Oh, wait. No, this is a – oh, this is a repeat of the last question. Those are his photos. Oh, the guy with the send the pictures in? Okay. Uh-huh. Oh. Truth. Oh, yeah, okay. Let me see. This is the guy with the send the pictures in. Yeah, you got a little bit of a belly. Do the recap in the beginning, for sure. Ten years of rust and beer. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool. Good. Next one says, hi, PJ. Thank you for answering my question. I just learned about you and Blackstone. I would like to put size on and get bigger. I love when people just learn about us. I mean, like... Sometimes I'm like, how? But other times I'm like, sweet. Great. We're doing something right with our marketing, right? Because then they're... We've been around for seven years. I also like it when the new people come in and ask us questions because, like, that tells me that we're doing something good with the podcast. Yes. And also, don't think that I'm arrogant when I say shit like that, guys. The only reason I'm saying it is because we have been around for a long time. Right. You know? And, And... not just that, but also like kind of at the forefront of the industry. So yeah, it's, it's not like, a, you know, we're not like, what I mean is we're not like in a garage, you know, selling shit out the back door. You know, we've, we've been in we all probably the probably save a lot of money that way. Yeah. Uh, I have side stories there that I won't tell on the, on the radio. Um, shout out to the FDA. 
Um, he says, I would like to, <laughs> I would like to put on size and get bigger. What subs do you recommend? Please let me know what info, if any, you need to know about me. I'm currently using SARMs and in the past I used pro hormones, so I don't have any issue using them again. What do you think about stacking SARMs with pro hormones? Which is most effective? Please let me know dosing and schedule. Thanks. Anybody that asks me about the combo of SARMs and pro hormones together, my, I always ask them why they're not just doing steroids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I don't get it. I, don't I would just go straight to the juice at that point. There's literally, just in my opinion, there's no – nobody in the world is testing you for steroids. Yes. Except for if you're in a league. So, so if you're in a league, you already know don't take steroids. Boom. Done. Think about it like this, though. I, I feel like sometimes people don't truly look at it like this. So SARM stands for Select Androgen Receptor Modulator, and pro-hormones – are basically things that are going to turn into what would be steroids in your body. So SARMs, select androgen receptor modulators, they are working with your androgen receptors just the way that steroids will, right? So it's basically being like, so here, here's what I got going You're like, here's what I got going on. I got this lawn, right? I'm trying to mow it. I got a fucking weed whacker. And I got a fucking sickle. And the weed whacking is pretty effective. It cuts the lawn. And the sickle, if I swing it hard enough, cuts the lawn too. It gets a pretty big area. Now, together, if I do them both at the same time, I can cut up more of that grass. But I, I also have this riding lawnmower, and I just never use My it. My neighbor has a riding lawnmower, and I could just go and borrow it from him. Like, why wouldn't you just do that? So you're, you're, what I'm saying is – I see him on it every Saturday. You're, you're doing two things that will basically cut the grass, but you're not actually cutting the grass. So if you're just getting into SARMs, I always tell people enjoy. If you're just getting into pro-hormones, I tell people enjoy. You have done them all. You have done them both. You're not afraid of hormones, that means. Just go to the top, you know? Go to testosterone. Everybody will like testosterone. There's no one that won't like testosterone. You know, I wanted to say and it's, this. And it's the safest. Earlier when you were talking about how everything is made from tests. Yes. That fucking blows my mind. Yeah. How is it that even fucking possible? It all starts with possible? testosterone. It's just altered. How? Like, how can that be? It's amazing, right? You know? There's changing shit around. It's just like how people think that we're in a lab changing around all these hormones and stuff to make things that are legal. In, in, in essence, it all starts the same. So, like... All the pro-hormones start with DHEA. So you think about, like, how could abnormal come from the fucking same shit as chosen one? They're so fucking different. But they all start as DHEA, and they're yeah. altered to create these things. I guess I just I, – I see, like, in my brain, which is obviously very dumb, I see testosterone molecule, like, on your mm -hmm. shirt. And I, I see, like, that's a specific key pattern that if you change anything about that, it's no longer test. Yes. Right. So how is it possible that there could be – with, like – the number of compounds that there are on the market, which is like thousands, right? Like yeah. thousands of different compounds. Absolutely. How could there be so many different thousands and thousands and thousands of combinations of ways you could put that molecule together, that unique molecule that A, does anything, let alone B, works like Tren, mm -hmm. which is way more potent. Yep. And way Tren more, is nuts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it just blows my mind. That's like saying, okay, you could take regular gasoline and get premium gasoline from it. Um, it's so weird. It's just, you know, chemistry is so crazy, right? So it's like, think about guys that can make GHB out of like paint thinner and a few other yeah. things, right? So, you know, essentially when you have the right base, which is testosterone, you can do all kinds of awesome shit with it, you know? So now th then of course you have things like your, your true anabolics, right? Like, um, oxandrolone, which is anavar, which is only an anabolic. There is no androgenic side to it. So that's something that's com completely different. But 
you know, on the subject of everything coming from test, when you're, when you're getting into like all these different SARMs and pro-hormones, they're all going to turn into these hormones that kind of mimic testosterone in your body. That's what it, it all comes down to. You know, so I, I, I would say that depending on how old you are, if you're really young, it's going to be a little bit different. But if you're 25 or older, just get an HRT doctor and just in the end, it'll be more cost efficient. It's going to be healthier. You know, Going I'm not sitting here. The- I don't. I don't. I won't sit here and say, "Hey, go take steroids," because that's going to get looked at really bad. Right. But I will absolutely say, optimize your hormones, and go to a hormone replacement doctor, and be what you should, you know, be be what you have the right to be. You know, I, there there's plenty of doctors that, for many, many, many years, have made sure that women could regulate their hormones through fucking drugs. You know how many girls that had irregular periods that got put on birth control? You know how many girls that had, like, let's say, like, you know, uh, cysts in their ovaries that got put on birth control? Birth control always fucking starts at either estrogen or progesterone. That's what makes you a girl, those fucking things, mostly estrogen, right? So what makes you a man? Testosterone. If you want to go to the doctor, you got some problems. Say, I got a problem, doctor. I'm fucking tired. I'm not horny enough. I'm not big enough. These are things that are problems to me. Well, the doctor can fix that with testosterone, and it's fucking safe. In the old days, they were like, oh, it's not safe. Guess what? It's very, very safe. It's, it's more safe to be on a healthy dose of testosterone, keeping yourself at an optimal level than being up and down. Or way, down. way, way more. Or just being down. So my advice to you, this is a long answer, would, would be to go and get yourself some testosterone. Yeah. I mean, in going back to that question we were talking about earlier with doctors over-prescribing all this shit you don't fucking need, why not go to a doctor and tell him, yo, I fucking need this? Like, yeah. it, it, it's going to improve your quality of life. Like, versus going to a doctor and they prescribe you a cocktail of shit that you don't really fucking need. Like, you actually have tests in your body already. When, you, when it gets low, yeah, you mm-hmm. fucking need it. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Last question says... Hey, PJ, I have a question about the Beat PJ contest. According to the rules, you have to purchase one of the Beat PJ stacks through BlackstoneLabs.com. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm allowed to do that as of right now due to my affiliation with TigerFitness.com. Why not? We, we sell to Tiger Fitness. I have never tried Blackstone products before and was really looking forward to giving them a try. I was wondering if it would be possible to make the purchase through TigerFitness.com and still be able to participate in the contest. I know I wouldn't get any of the discounts or meal plan, but I would still like to participate. Please let me know your thoughts. By the way, Instagram is stick underscore fig. Thanks, Paul. Why don't you... (sighs) Gotta make shit hard, huh? (laughs) Um... Why don't you just join by getting the cheapest stack, which is the fat burner stack. So it's fair, just like everybody else. And then anything else you want from Blackstone, just get from Tiger Fitness. Yeah. Because they carry most of our products. That's, that's my solution there. I don't think it's fair to why, say. Yeah, why wouldn't you be able to buy? I don't know. I don't know what, what's going on with this. That's Mark Lobliner's uh, yeah, I know. company. They sell our stuff. Yeah. So I don't know why you wouldn't be able to. Me neither. It's weird. Um, so I'd have to say just do it. You know, we've had questions of people that are like, oh, will you sell tickets to the BPJ so we can just sign up that way? And yes. I thought about it, but I just want it to be as fair as possible for everyone. It's a fat burner stack. That's your ticket. Yeah, it's the cheapest one. <laughs> it's, it's like 70 bucks. Um, oh, so that's that. Good questions. Good questions. That, that one was really good. Who do um, we want to get on here? Who should we have on here? We want to get Joe Rogan on here. Yes. That's what we want to get. Or us go to him. Or us go to him. Uh, I, I, will, I will like take pretty much anyone that I like 
on here just for the sake of like mixing it up, having funny stuff on because you never know what, what might come up when you have a guest. Um, and if people like want to come on, I say, come on. But like, who do you want to get? Like, I don't know who to think of like asking. I don't know. We should. Uh, who? Jay Cutler. Oh, I'd love to have Jay, get Jay Cutler on. on here. He would be funny. That would be great. Um, I would ask him some funny shit, too, because nobody asks Jay good shit ever. I feel ever, like a ever. lot of the shit he, he gets asked is like. A lot of his questions are exactly what they should be. Yeah. Like, it's just like, meh, not that great of a question. How so much Ezekiel Brad do you eat every yeah, day? Yeah, yeah. Like, by the way, if Jay Cutler is listening to this, this is this. <laughs> nobody's ever like, hey, Jay, how many bitches were you fucking If in Jay Cutler is uh, listening to this, I want it. This is very, very funny to me and to people in my age group. So I watched this Jay Cutler video the other day, and it was basically where Jay is now, right? Like, what is he eating now? Like, what's Jay's diet now? Yeah. Right. And Jay Cutler eats fucking Ezekiel bread, and he used to eat, like, dried Ezekiel cereal. And, and he, like, kind of, like, smiled, and he was like, did I introduce this to bodybuilding? And the answer to that is yes. Because in fucking 1999, right, I was already dieting and training like a bodybuilder. I was a senior in high school. And when I first got out, so we'll say, like, 2000, 2001-ish, when I started getting really, really serious... One of my meals every fucking morning was the Ezekiel bread and the guy that told me to do it when I asked him why am I eating this Ezekiel bread? He said, Jay Culler eats Ezekiel bread every morning. Are you going to question Jay Culler? And I was like, no. <laughs> and that was it. That was at the why time. Why am I doing this? I don't at know. the time, that was the only science that I had. There was not even a, now I can tell you all the science. It's, they're, they're, it's made from sprouted grains. There's no flour in it. But Jay Culler introduced Ezekiel bread to bodybuilding and it then became a monstrous thing and from 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 what i know they never even sent him a free loaf of bread oh wow wow right holy that's fucked up shit. excuse my language but ezekiel wherever you are wow you should guys. have a lifetime supply at this point dude i mean like just the amount of ezekiel bread i bought just for my one 12 week prep that i did <laughs> you fucking guys you and you know what now shame. that now that i'm done with la- that shame. now that i'm done with that lifestyle let me tell you something Jay Cutler. Ezekiel bread sucks. It does. It's not good. It's you know what is good is they have they have cinnamon raisin English muffins. Yeah. Those are pretty good. Those are all right. Because everybody in this building eats fucking, excuse my language, Thomas's English muffins. Yeah. Which is is like the equivalent to eating like Wonder Bread versus Ezekiel bread. Okay. Basically. Yeah, I would agree. Which I would rather do. Yeah. The only Ezekiel bread that can be tolerated is the cinnamon raisin one, and it has to be toasted. You don't want to eat like a turkey sandwich on Ezekiel bread. You don't want to eat a no. peanut butter and jelly on Ezekiel bread. No. So, on one hand, I think Ezekiel should thank Jay Cutler, right? For for they did a lot of sales because of him. But I think the rest of us should say fuck you to Jay Cutler for us uh, eating that shitty ass cardboardy bread for all those years. Yeah, I mean, uh, thanks for the results, but you know what I eat now? Fuck the taste. Uh, Marshall's potato bread. Oh, I've had that. Delicious. Delicious. It's very like moist. Yes. Like, it's super moist. Yeah. It's perfect for PB and J. I eat a PB and J every night. That's where I've had it. You may be a PB mm-hmm. and J with it. Yep. It's, it's all stuck to the top of your mouth. Speaking of which, probably go get one of those right now. Yes, we should. So we're gonna end this the way we always do with a peace out. Bye. <laughs>